you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. You're meant for me. No one else could come between this love I know. Cause I'll never let you go. You and me, it seems. Never have a problem we can't overcome. I mean, thing. Cause you'll always be the one. Oh. <laughs> never Come thought on. I that was just as Never on. thought I'd be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Loving you has made me feel so fine. <laughs> Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. Happy 2022. 2022. We are bike. We are bike. Welcome, welcome, welcome me. Welcome you. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) How are you feeling in this new year? Man, I'm present. I'm safe and I have what I need. It is 2022. We're going to make it do what it do. I got bars. I'm a vocalist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a new, we need a replacement since East is gone now. Oh. Mirror bitch. What? Mirror bitch? Yes. <laughs> is it mirror bitch? Is that what she called her? <laughs> mirror bitch so. is gone. So we need somebody to replace her with the bars. Maybe Dr. Kia will be, I'm not going to call you a mirror bitch, but bars. <laughs> I'm not as good at the freestyling as Issa is, but you know, I'm going to do my best. How are you? Oh, I am here. I am president also accounted for. You know what I'm saying? It is a new year, Mm -hmm. uh, but we are in the same pandemic. (laughs) So I mean, the same ghettos. The same same ghettos. We are still navigating the ghettos of adulting and staying alive. Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. that terrible? As it's spikes good, happen, the world is and you know, oh. everybody and their mother Woo. continues to to get sick, and and I don't say that nasty in a nasty way. I'm just it's just factual. Um, it's hard. A nigga's been hurt. Did you see that meme where it had like you know them last four people in a zombie apocalypse movie and they all got their backs to each other facing <laughs> out while they're just like trying to <laughs> try to stay alive and they were like niggas who haven't caught covid <laughs> yeah it like, is ominous oh my god it's scary because <laughs> it you can see i'm still out here in these panic streets taking these covid i'm taking these rapid tests like let me tell you mix. something i i i in my closet, I got a stack of them. I'm just okay. It's time to swap I mean, these nostrils, time, nigga. 
I just be like, what? What's happening? Mm, okay, I'm like, is it a headache? On? What's this headache what's from? Oh no, on? bitch, you didn't eat. You're dehydrated. Okay, do better. Sorry, telling myself but like, gotta make sure. So yeah, we navigating, but we back in this new year. Um, we'll celebrate another new year when we get the spring equinox. But in the meantime, in the between time, would you like to, what are we, in the test, the tribulations? We are in the, we are still navigating and negotiating the test, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, the taxes mm-hmm. of being and a the real turds. Life, And the turds of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2020. One two. Two. You realize that kids don't say they don't say turd anymore. What? I don't How think do you the know? kids say turd. Well, I mean, I've never heard no one say turd. I don't think I've seen nerd pondy TikTok. Well, have we? Have we? Is that a word that we used to say all the Not time? Not really. No, right. but you know how you would still hear more things than what you hear now. I just I realize I don't ever hear the word turd. <laughs> that is. <laughs> That is really a striking realization. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Other than, just, I mean, hey, you're you're always welcome to just bring you know your what? musings. The things that just happen, stands up across your consciousness are always welcome I can't welcome roll here. my eyes at my child anymore. I can't. Why? Now that I, I just had the moment. It just hit me. This is where she gets it from. She was doing her math the other day. I had to tweet it because she was doing her math, her multiplication, and out of nowhere, she goes, Mommy, I said, what's up? Who would win in a battle between a bear and a shark? <laughs> and I was like, huh, probably a bear because bears can swim, but sharks can't run. Okay, well, what if it was a land shark? I was like, all right. A she land like, shark? Who would, who would win? I said, mystical. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, do, I go. Your, do your help the bear. So you got. <laughs> <laughs> like they can go back to this math and stop asking me these questions. I mean, well, I've been we have, saying uh, for a long time that Noah trolls you the way that you troll the rest of us. It's true, and it, it hit me right now. Actually, like what you say with that, it just hit me as I had that random thought about turds. <laughs> Because you really said that, like with a straight face. What about kids not learning cursive no more? Child. Okay, first of all, somebody said on Twitter yesterday that they was old school because they wrote things down on a piece of paper. I'm so old school, I wrote it down in a notebook. That's so old school. I was like, are the children not even writing anymore? No, they're they're not. Oh, shit. No, because XD said that they all speak in hieroglyphics and emoticons. <laughs> and they don't know how they don't know how to write, honestly. I'm gonna be real oh. honest with you. They don't. Even my own child, she can write, obviously. You know, she's smart. And she reads like a like a whippersnapper. But <laughs> that nigga's handwriting is terrible. And I was like, it's because my y'all are not getting as much practice. Good. No, me neither is mine. However, <laughs> hers is like really bad. <laughs> But I remember my little sister also had, like, you know how it'd it'd be bad and then it's like, okay, they evolve into this whatever. No, my sister's handwriting. Me and my mom used to be like, God damn, her handwriting is so bad. Mine is terrible, but I remember ruining it. 
I remember ruining my um, handwriting um, because when I went to public school for the first, and I don't think that, I'm not blaming public school for this. It's just literally the timestamp for me. But when I went to public school, I remember sitting, you know how they had the desk? I was in fifth grade. They Mm -hmm. had the desk in like the quads, like Mm -hmm. four desks facing Mm -hmm. each other. And I was writing something down, doing my work, and the girl next to me was like, yo, you write like a white girl. And I was like, what? Like, I remember being like, I don't know what that, what that means. I have a story for that, but I'm going to hold it. But I, she was like, you write like a white girl. And then I looked at her handwriting, and of course, it was, was given big, big bubble ghetto uh-huh. letters. <laughs> and... <laughs> I was just like, oh, I got to write like that. Mm. And I remember, like, intentionally, like, changing. Your handwriting. My handwriting because I wanted it to be more bubbly. Like, more bubbly and black girl-like. Because I thought that that's what she was talking about. She told me I wrote like a white girl. And I was like, well, what does that mean? (laughs) It's so fascinating. I never asked, though. I wondered if I would have. If I would have asked her, like, what does that mean in that time? Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, I just sort of internalized it. Like, okay, my handwriting as it is right now needs to be more like hers. And I remember distinctly changing it and even like getting heat. Like my mother was like, what is this? And I was like, girl, that's how I write now. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. <laughs> I hated that but over the years, handwriting. But over the years, <laughs> right. So over the I think what I have now is some like hybrid fusion and it just looks awful. It just well, not I'm good. Look at my handwriting. What's my it's handwriting not good. Like? I have mastered my I can write my name really well. Cause I mean I write that a lot. But if I were to just show you my, my notes and stuff, it's really shameful. It's just like ew. I write like a mom, I think. <laughs> you probably do. And I just like, know. I always said that. Even as a child, I remember saying that when I um. Well, let me write something down. <clears throat> I'm gonna write. Let's write something down. down. What, what should, should we what should we write down? I don't know. Should we what write should we getting write? grown? Oh my god, it's gonna be terrible because my G's are the worst. Okay. Okay. So what do you wanna what? <laughs> um, I don't know. We just write something. Let me see. Okay. Um, so write my name is Takia, Doctor Takia, in I'm Robinson, and I'll write doctor. my name is kidding? Jade Verrett. I'm just going to write. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you laugh at this laugh. Because it looks dumb. Okay, let me see. It's backwards. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's like, backwards. it's like it's robust. Smushy. <laughs> it's very smushy. And it's very bubble-like. Right, see? Your name is very clear. You can see that. You can't even make out what mine is. But I realize I'd be writing in capitals and lower cases. <laughs> but it's very much like, let me make my child these flashcards. <laughs> <laughs> and I write very much like, don't nobody got to see this but me. Let but me I have this. arthritis. So I when I be doing my when I do my essay questions at school, I noticed I was like, the top half of my test yeah, you get looks tired. fine. And then I got tired and it starts looking crazy. It looks crazy. I'm not proud of it. My handwriting is trash. If there was a way mm. that I could like get a handwriting BBL, I totally would. There's nothing. I don't think your handwriting is trash, though. It's I mean, a hybrid it's... of cursive and 
it's print not cur- and it's bubbles. Just it's slightly dumb. bubbly it and robust. It is a hybrid of dumb and stupid. That's what it's, it's a hybrid. It's thick of. with two C's. <laughs> <laughs> I can write my name very good. My T's and my R's are lit. Okay, but um, the rest of it is giving no thank you. Um, but <laughs> that's okay though. It's interesting right. you told that story because it that reminded me of a time. I think it was like seventh grade, and this girl told me I would always get random stuff. I would I would always get random stuff, but this girl. She just didn't like me for whatever reason. And she was like, you got feet like a white girl. (laughs) (laughs) So when you said that, it literally clicked in my mind. I forgot about that. And I was like, Chantel, what the fuck are you talking about? What does that even mean? (laughs) I was like, what the fuck does a white girl's feet look like? She was like, like that. And I was like, (laughs) so when you said, I should have asked, what does that mean? The whole story triggered that moment with Chantel. It was sixth or seventh grade. I feel like I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to remember because I think it was definitely when I got to public school. That's why I said it was fifth grade. I think it was fifth grade because I can see the classroom. I mean, that's all the wretched years, fifth to like eighth grade, maybe even ninth. You're a demon of a human being. Yeah, but she and Chantel was a specific type of demon as well. But also, and she was always trying to, she was yeah, always man. trying to do something. But I do remember asking her, I said, Chantel, what the fuck does that even mean? I wish that I would have had the presence of mind to, because I honestly, and it really says a lot to like, sort of like what my pattern is now. She said it and I immediately went inside like, whoa, what's wrong with it? Like, And I yeah, never, I never, I never, I, never <laughs> I never, I mean, the signs were there in my youth. But, <laughs> but I don't think you would have gotten adequate answers what Probably I'm trying to say not. to you. Because Probably I asked not. her what that meant. I said, what the fuck does a white girl's feet look like? And Chantel said that. So what wow. are you like at that point? What are you? I'm like, this is the get the fuck out of here, Chantel. Like, I would stop love talking to, to know. Me. I would love if our listening audience, if our family, how many times in your life have you been told that you do something like a white person? You talk, you dress, you write. Or you something have, stupid that doesn't make any about sense, like you. your feet. Like, <laughs> your, or you have the appearance of, or someone has give, compared your likeness to. I'm curious, because I feel like that's something that's probably very common to the black childhood experience. That's right. When you said it, that's why I was like, what? That... I guess it is random ass fuck because handwriting and feet are so fucking, that's so fucking stupid. But she (laughs) said it and I totally was just like, whoa, what does that mean? And I (laughs) started looking at the other black girls in my class and was like, oh, I got to switch it up. Clearly. (laughs) I am on on the wrong side of this thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got to get right. Mm No, <laughs> no, you were on the right side of right, but it's fine. And I regret it. I have you, nothing but regret. You for found what a I've beautiful done. hybrid friend. It's because my mama's handwriting is some boss. Like I've never been able to. I could never, ever forge my mother's name because it would be a joke. It would be like what? Takia, <laughs> mm. you wrote this. Get out of my face. Like it's like there's no. There's my mom's no name way. is Donna, and she has a very specific D that she used to make. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, I used to practice. Let me show you what this. D. I've Let tried. I, I have tried to like trace my mama's name, Same. and still didn't get it right. My mom does like this. 
My mom. She used ours. to do like this. She she used to do oh, this. Like, I mean, it's very nice. It was it was. I can't remember how this. My mom's went. ours, and you know, has her name is Rhonda, mm-hmm. right? And so the R was very. It's very. It's a big titty R. You see that? R? <laughs> oh, first. it looks like it looks like Wendy Williams. Yes, and when <laughs> I'm laughing because. I'm laughing because I remember on Instagram one time somebody had commented about Wendy Williams. It was a picture she had said that she looked like the letter P. P. And I, <laughs> I have never been able to unsee it. Never. But my mom, and, and she didn't write her name. Like when my mom wrote her, her signature. Hold on, let me fix it. She didn't write. My mother's signature. This is like a joke. This this is not her signature, but this is just, I guess, my ghetto interpretation. No, I'm trying to do my. <clears throat> my mama did not write her. She did not write her. Uh, you know how I wrote my name, like you know, in a horizontal line, uh-huh. like straight up. My mom was fancy, and she always wrote. She wrote her signature like that, like like she stacked it, <laughs> and it was like it was like the R's on top of the R's. Ooh, and my mom's middle name is Renee. Work. So she, okay, so that was like my mom's Oh, that's full. so fancy. This was my father's, which, which was a squiggle of a T and a J with this. The one time, the one time in my entire academic life that my father signed something, it was like I had a test or something. It was like, get your mm-hmm. parents' signature. It was one random, like, Tuesday night. My daddy just mm-hmm. was there. And he signed... My teacher thought it was me. My father's handwriting was so childish. She was like, Takia, first of all, who is this? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Because I'm wondering now, since we came up in a generation where everybody wrote them stupid ass bubble letters, how many assignments and shit Look dumb as fuck when you sit in a bar with your kids. Ooh, the Tasha, she was so offended. <laughs> she was like, Who is this? I don't know anything about this. Who is she this? Said, Takia, who is this? <laughs> and I was like, It's my dad. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, First of all, ma'am. <laughs> it's my dad. That's my father. And that is, in fact, his oh, signature. God. Oh my God! The fact it's that his you signature, said it was and you just have to deal with it. It's very childish, and it's not good because sorry, the handwriting itself is childish, and then my father's <laughs> name is very childish. He has a nickname for a first name. What's his name? Because because Mickey. Cause, oh, Tristan's daddy's name is Bunny, and that's his <laughs> name. <laughs> But yes, my father's name is Mickey. So people, it's like it's not a grown man name. No, that's so he literally wrote it. Or and my teacher was like, first of all, who is this? Who is this, Takia? Who is it? And how dare you bring this? Not like I was just like, wait, wait, wait. I can't imagine you coming in look like an eight year old saying, "I was Mickey Robinson." Yes. And I was so panicked, right? I was so panicked in my mind. Oh, oh my because God, I'm turning the color of my shirt. Oh. I was so panicked because I was a child and I was telling the truth, but I didn't know how to oh. make my case. Like, how can oh. I prove? Like, I, She doesn't know who my daddy is. How do I make this right? 
I was panicked. Oh, I was probably eight or nine years old at that time. <gasps> and I was like, do you want to call my mom? I mean, I <laughs> promise that that is my dad. Like, I promise. I don't, I just, that's who it is. And I know you've never met him, but you're just going to have to take my word. <laughs> I was stressed. Ooh, this is why God. we need culturally. Not even once said that's cultural competence. It's not a cultural competence oh. issue. We just need. <laughs> we need our teachers to have certain awarenesses. Absolutely, certain just for human interaction. I mean, you know, just certain awarenesses. But that emotional was, intelligence. She was looking at me like, "Cut the oh, crap, Takia. Who is this?" <laughs> And I was like, I don't know. What do you want me it's, to say? It's Mickey Robinson. It's my dad. That's his name. Like, I was very stressed. Like, what? What is it? She thought you were And I thing. went home and probably told my mom. And she was like, that's what you get for having him sign it. I told you. I signed everything in here. Don't you ever. Not it being your fault. She was right. I probably I went to her to try to get some compassion. This was like that is what you get because I told you. Oh my god! Woo, that was a story for the books. That was amazing. She was pissed, but I will never forget that as long as I live. Oh my god! First of all, who is this? Okay, what? Don't be coming here making up no names. (laughs) What is this? And I was like, wait, wait. Oh God, we haven't even got to the trash yet. Isn't that oh terrible? my God, okay. that is amazing. We just been carrying on, but we missed y'all. We, we back. did. <laughs> we are clearly we are back. <laughs> I'm losing my voice because I'm never gonna. Woo, think about let me that. drink my water, child. Mm. Yes. Oh, I should have gotten more. Okay, let's move on to the trash. We got basura. We do, honey. The world is one thing, honey. Trashy. Period. Burning. Always gonna be plenty of trash. <laughs> Every time. Oh, we are back with some big basura. So I made a small list of things and I figured we could freestyle. Maybe Kia might have thought about some things that she, you know, saw over the break or, you know, what have you. Um, A couple of things that we must acknowledge (laughs) before we discuss a couple of the stories. Uh, we have a few rest in pieces, mm-hmm. a few well wishes. We people. lost Betty White. Yes. Today um, would have been her January 17th, birthday. would have been her 100th birthday. Mm-hmm. She shared a birthday with Martin Luther the King. Yes. His birthday was actually on the oh, wait. 15th. Was yes. it the 15th? Mm-hmm. Oh, is, today is just Martin Luther King Day. You read, mm-hmm. you read about that. Always um, the Monday following his birthday. But we lost her. And you know, I wasn't the sad that I thought I would be. I, I was sad, obviously. We all love Betty White. But she lived a full life, honey. Betty White lived a full, yes, beautiful life. And, and she had fun. And she had fun. Mm-hmm. She had the energy that we, you know, we all should aspire to have. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And to and, and down to her death, did, was not afraid to let you know she fucked with niggas. okay and did it early back when it it. wasn't popular Mm -hmm. so you know we love betty and so we you know we we wanted to speak her name we lost sydney portier portier um who also lived a very full life as Mm -hmm. well you know sydney portier set set precedents and records and things for sure for black folks 
um loved white women but it's fine yeah. um <laughs> but we talk about humanity it's you know flawed. martin luther king was a hoe we talked about that too it's fine the it's truths fine. of life the truths right? of life that can coexist coexisting <sighs> truths and bob saget oh danny tanner i mean just gone Sad. on to glory I, I did mean, not know it. I mean, and they say that he was literally performing the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no mention of any. He was on tour. Any sort of sick illness or health. Cons- it was just one of those things and a very sudden loss. And I mean, it, it hit me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually felt really sad about the Bob Saget death. I was like, because it, it just, you just didn't expect to hear it. And when I learned that he was only 65 years old, which is not old. Very young. And he didn't have health complications and there was no foul play. He just died in his sleep. But, you know, when you hear things like that. So they did do like, the autopsy and they did say that there was no. Mm-hmm. From wow. what I read, yeah. They said there was no foul play. He just seemed to pass in his sleep. That's and crazy. he got married um, back some years ago. And let me tell you, because I, you know, I, I got to do it a little clicking around, seeing what just was going a Googling, on. Little Googling, little Googling, Googling. Bob Saget got married because I, I was like, who's he married to? He got married. Um, his wife's a little younger than him, about 20 years younger than him, 15, mm-hmm. 20 years, something like that. Um, and she was a food blogger and YouTuber and or just YouTuber. Anyway, he slid in her DMs. <laughs> He slid in her DMs, and that's how they got together. They oh, met at a yeah. wedding, I think, and he slid in the DMs and was like, what's up? Like, can we can we go out or what's up? So I thought that was very sweet, and, you know, <laughs> we just, Bob, Bob was not Danny Tanner in real life. No. <laughs> he was not Danny Tanner in real life, but he had a wonderful, dirty sense of humor. And he and wanted y'all to know it, too. He did. He was very vocal about it. Oh, but he was a good time. I seen him rapping some Lizzo lyrics. I thought that was entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was quite entertaining. So rest in peace to Bob Saget. Send love rest to his daughters peace. and his family and his wife and all those who loved him. He had a, a roster of people who were at his funeral because he was he was very well loved. So I saw Joey Gladstone and... Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. I hate that I don't know his real name. Uncle is it Jesse. Coulier? No. What's John Stamos is Uncle Jesse. I was uh-huh. trying to is it David oh, Coulier? Coulier, Coulier. I was trying Coulier. to say their real names, but I still be calling them um, you know. I call him cut it out. Stop. <laughs> Joey Glassstone. <laughs> they was cut all there. Out. So was Mary Kate and Ashley. <clears throat> I mean, probably looking like the oldest people in the room. They were they looked the same age as Aunt Becky. Who Ooh, is fresh who? out of the joint? I'm about to say, <laughs> they let her out the beach. She fresh out the joint. She was I mean, there. She was there. Come yeah. on. I would have actually, as the way that his sense of humor and his mind works, I would oh, have loved to hear his commentary. He probably had uh, a field day with you that. Are you did. kidding me? He probably you cut know he up. did. <laughs> You know he was like <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Oh shit, we got up Becky fresh out the pokey. Um, Becky <laughs> out the poke. You good. <laughs> Nami with the Nami Yami. <laughs> Good to see you. You got to have laughs in people's honors who you know they would laugh at certain <laughs> things. You just got to do that. So 
Rest in peace, Bob Saget, Betty White, Sidney Poitier, and and everybody else that we lost um, in this le- in this time. On to some trash. On to it. You said you was going. We was going to. Um... Well, I have two stories, and then I was like, I don't know if there's some shit that I missed that maybe you picked up on or you felt that okay. was worthy of discussing. You. you know, but if there's not, then we can also just move right along because we do have a good kitchen table talk with a wonderful guest. Yes, we do. But, uh, you know, I don't subscribe to the Hades room. The who? Um, the Hades room. If you shuffle oh, up yes. shade, it spells yes. Hades. Yeah. Uh, so I don't subscribe. However, I do go and poke around sometimes for trash and things just to see what's going on in the in the now. Because, you know, they are very much in the now. Mm-hmm. And I just stumbled upon Natalie Nunn uh, from Bad Girls Club um, advertising scrubs. <laughs> um, like actual hospital scrubs? Yeah, scrubs. For Jay, a company what? that sells scrubs wholesale of dead ass. What? On her Instagram? <coughs> I saw it on I saw it on Shade Room, but let me see if it's on hers. Wait, it was an even... ad on the actual I'm so confused. This is yes. troubling. She was doing an ad for wholesale scrub scrubs. Hold on, here it is. Oh. I'm so Oh my god. Jade. <laughs> I thought it was so random. It's so funny. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm dead. I'm not. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't either. I just wanted to share with you that Natalie Dunn is does advertisements for wholesale scrubs. Listen, honey, get it how you live, okay? Get it how you live. <laughs> it was the most random. Natalie, thing. Natalie said, "I'm gonna tell you what though." These In the comments were even funnier. They were like, "Now this bitch knows she don't wear no scrubs." Why are you wearing scrubs now? Oh my god! Let's I just talk about it. That entertained me, and then it brought me back to memories of Bad Girls Club because I remember Natalie Nunn oh. was friends with um, Miles from Moesha and brought him on the show one day. I don't know anything about Bad Girls Club except that I don't oh. get no sleep because of y'all. Y'all not gonna get y'all no sleep because of me. Oh, you didn't watch the early no seasons of Bad of Girls Club? I did not. So I you don't didn't know what even I was see doing. It wasn't all even of her. I know who um, she Glory. is, and I feel like I have seen her. I follow her on Instagram, so I know that I have seen her in something. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Um... In the beginning, Bad Girls Club was entertainment. It was I trash. Think and I probably mess. did watch it like you know you know because everybody was watching it i think but i, I don't just re- i didn't it was go not back something and i kept up seasons. with <laughs> a couple okay. seasons of i can do that oh i ended up binging it uh during hurricane sandy 
when we were on quarantine <laughs> in the that house. Non, that non-hurricane. <laughs> okay, got you. That non-hurricane hurricane that only fucked up all of Manhattan, uh, all of Lower Manhattan, um, which ruined my work. But we were sitting, and I also was pregnant. But that's another story. Mm. Um, I binged Bad Girls Club during mm. that time and put together me and Tristan put together an IKEA bed. Um, moving right along. So XD hit me to this story oh that has been going quite viral. I learned after he told me. Okay. So Drake. Oh Lord. Um, he he told me the story of Drake having relations with a with a, a young woman, and it all being fully consensual. The woman recounted the story and said it was all consensual, and he all made right. sure it was consensual every step of the way. All right. And I was like, okay, where's this going? Right. And then, you know, they engaged in all of their acts, <coughs> mm-hmm. and then he went to the bathroom, you know, because that's what you should do after you engage in the acts, both men and women. Go and pee it out. Uh, and also then do a wash up, warm, soapy water. Um, anyway, so he goes to the bathroom and repeating Mm -hmm. rinse, lather and repeat. Thank you very much. And if you have a bidet anyway, so, you know, he goes to use the bathroom and discards of the, the, um, prophylactic, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't do it in the toilet. He discards of it in the trash. Okay. The young woman. Have you heard this story? I feel like I might have not heard all of this context, but maybe. Please continue. The young woman then goes to the bathroom herself. I don't know where Drake was. Maybe they just swapped places. And um, fast forward. She's now suing Drake for uh, burns on her vagina, um, amongst many other things. Because Drake put hot sauce in the condom and she tried to turkey base the nut. And because he put hot sauce in the condom, unbeknownst to her, she now wants to sue him for damage, coochie damage. He put hot sauce. Before discarding of the condom fully, he he mixed hot sauce into the condom to ensure... What that, a time. What a world we're living in. Right? The mixtape that he made Ooh. is described so many things, including the situation. What a time to be alive. What a time. I'm stunned. Same. Am I that old? Is this what is going on in the world? <laughs> well, you know, bitches been turkey basting for a long time. I get that. And niggas been poking holes in condoms for a long time. Poking holes, I feel like I've heard. But the innovation here, oh, we honey. have got to, we have got, we would be remiss in failing to acknowledge the ingenuity behind, mm. behind the decision to put hot sauce in a condom is I am full And the very first thing that came to my mind, in all honesty, Taken when XD told me the story, was Drake got hot dog, uh, hot, hot, uh, got sauce hot sauce in the bathroom. His bag swag. <laughs> <laughs> he I got hot sauce, hot sauce in my bag because he was at. Oh wow! Because wow, you know he's certainly a Beyonce way. fan. But yeah, he said, "I'm gonna just make sure that things around here are copa fucking static." That is. Co- that is. And. Co- um, you know, I, I'm just going to put some hot sauce in here so that 
you know, people cannot try to get away with things. And I now, mean, but the whoa. but it's her trying to sue him for coochie damage now. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Mm-hmm. I don't see mm-hmm. how in any court. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know how she. How do you even? And this is where I say that niggas don't have a healthy level of shame anymore. <laughs> I think there is a balance of shame that we should have as the people. Well, There's okay. a range that you don't have as a child. And then I think that, you know, too much goes on in our lives as adults. And then we develop sometimes it's too much shame to the point where people feel ashamed for things that they absolutely should not what I don't think we have here is a healthy balance and level of shame, especially mm. with some of these younger generations, because how do you carry yourself in front of a courtroom and confidently try to sue somebody because you, you tried to steal, tried to their, steal their nerd? <laughs> <laughs> you tried to steal their semen. And so, you know, I think I think what you're saying reminds me of something that my grandma used to say when we were Young, young, I shouldn't say that because she'll say it today. Hmm. Mm-hmm. When we were younger, she said it more frequently, I guess. But um, when somebody was behaving or had behaved in a way that was shameless, right? Mm-hmm. And not in the, you know, overconfident, shameless Maya, self-affirming mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. But shameless is like shiftless, like, you know. Yeah. Motherless. Like, like someone who was just like, you should have shame, but you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma used to say, they don't even have sense enough to be ashamed. Mm-hmm. So she it was like, you know, you you don't like, it, in order for you to have some shame, you might need some sense. And I yep. feel like this just shows mm-hmm. that, you know. <laughs> you don't have neither one of them. My you, grandma the, says the same thing. It's an, absence, you, <laughs> it's an absence of both that is critical here. You don't have I asked, I asked my grandma that about a couple family members who have done some foul things. And I'm like, grandma, and she's like, they don't have sense enough to have shame. I mean, they, they, they don't, don't even be bad. sense enough. You don't even have sense enough to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And you really about to carry yourself in front of I mean, a you retained, courtroom You retained niggas. a lawyer and will stand before a judge Paid to money. say, in my efforts to mm-hmm. steal this man's semen, I burned myself. Because nobody burned you. No. I burned myself. So how how can we hold him responsible for that? Mm, mm-mm. I never thought I'd see the day where I'd agree. Never Just didn't think I'd see it. I would see the day. And I've been saying that a lot yep. here lately. Be like, wow. That's how I know I'm getting old because I be saying all the things the old people used to say. <laughs> I didn't know I'd live long enough to see XYZ. Like, what? <laughs> Takiya, when did you when did you become 79? Are you crazy? <laughs> I didn't know I lived long enough to see young people never having to write with pens. They're just out here typing everything. They don't even need pens. They don't even buy Apple pencils. That's me. That was me on Twitter. Like, y'all don't write? What is my Apple pencil? I keep mine in my little Apple Pencil pouch, see? Oh, man, that thing was way too expensive for me to have lost that. I have an Apple Pencil pouch that I keep I in need my that. desk. And I keep my Apple Pencil in here. I need <laughs> I need that thing. Well, now okay. I need an Apple Pencil, but anyway. <laughs> well, I got this from the Target, and, it, and it's so nifty. This is my school nerd coming out. 
It has a snap. So you can just put it on your bag. Oh. And you never lose it. And it's and the only thing that has in it is an Apple Pencil? Yes. This is my Apple Pencil pouch. My okay. other pens are in my little writing jar. But I have to okay. keep this one. Because, you know, I don't like to just have this one out. Just because yeah. I'm just feeling like it needs to just. So, and then I just sort of clip it. Because it's electric. Hook. Yeah. Got a little hook on my desk over here. I just hook it on there. That's and so when smart. I need it, it's right there. <laughs> You really about to have me search for my Apple Pencil. Um, last on the trash list. I just wanted to bring you stories that I thought would entertain you. Okay. Nothing of substance here. The very last thing that I found that entertained me is that Cravado is suing. Yeah, Cravado. I heard it. Oh, Nikki Gilberts. Mm-hmm. Nikki Gilberts. Yeah. Hippo mouth. Is suing. <laughs> you bite a whole nigga in half. Wouldn't bite. Hope that you feel much better. Yes, I yes, do. I do. Uh, I through the great So sad what happened to that one member of Brownstone. My God. Um, I don't remember that, but yes. Oh, she passed. She really? fell out of a. She she fell out of a chair. She was home by herself. Oh, and no. cut her throat on her wine glass. Oh! I know. And her That's husband and her son that... came home and found her. Oh! I know. Savior. <laughs> I know. That's the kind of stuff I think about when I walk around with scissors and shit. But this is the kind of stuff, and I don't know if this was just me, but like, especially lately, and I don't know, I'm like, is this like, what's happening? But like, if I am... In my house, and let's say I have to go downstairs and I have a bunch of stuff in my head, mm-hmm. hand. When I get to the top of the stairs, I will see myself tumbling down. The Same. Steps. Oh my God. And I would when be I like, tell you, whoa, okay. No, and it'd it be easy. the worst shit. And this be shit that never happened. I'm going to be real honest with you. This is about to sound terrible. I'll hold a new baby and I will see myself drop this baby. Or something like, a like I like will see it. Yeah, like, but so it's not going to happen, it's and it never like a, happened. It's almost like my my subconscious is reminding me, like, okay, slow down. like Dr. Joy, what is that? <laughs> but I have, that has happened to me so many times. Yes, yeah, same. Especially if I done had a glass of champs or something, and I'm just running, Child. ripping, running. And I think all the time, because I live alone, mm-hmm. and I work, you know, remotely, but, you know, I don't, you know... <laughs> I don't see anyone with any sort of regularity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I, I often wonder, like, if I fought, fall down these steps and really hurt myself, I would be in this joint for days and wouldn't nobody know it. Well, if it's a Monday, you know, I'm going <laughs> to at some point, if I don't hear back, I'm going to have to send somebody to your house. <laughs> so if you're going to fall, fall on a Monday. <laughs> I just imagine myself on the kitchen floor, like all broke up and like, like death becomes her. Asking, like asking Alexa to call Alexa, call my mom. Oh my god, that's, this is so morbid and awful. I don't know how we ended up laughing at this terror I story. Know, because but I actually, because the fact that you have the same visions, visions no, of terror. No, but I actually, all the time, and when I be same. just running, let me just run downstairs, and it'll be like, something will say, no girl, don't you run down these steps, you take your time down these yeah, steps. Yeah, because you can okay? cut your neck. And so then I would read stories here, like this, DC. and I'd be like, see? 
think this is why I think like this. Oh, I did not know that. Way. I'm very sorry to hear that. That's a very it was sad. scary story. It was very sad. That was a few years ago, actually. I, we weren't laughing at that. We laughing no, at our own we're thoughts. We're laughing at our own selves. Um, yes. But you said Carvado is... But Carvado herself... <laughs> she is suing... I didn't heard about this because she thinks the P Valley... P -Valley. <laughs> Now, Dustin had posted a picture of this little cabaret show she did with Fantasia. And, and, and uh, Faith Evans. And she, is that really what she's talking about? She said she, said she is suing P-Valley for the likeness to her stage play. She better get out of my face. <laughs> Nikki, it's the same thing like when she did that to Kelly Price and the Brad... The brat and BB Judy <laughs> got on live and was like, now Nikki girl, cut the crap. <laughs> it was very much giving like, oh, come on now. Like, you know, <laughs> you know how you do, you being bad at your auntie's house and she don't even have to say the whole sentence. She just be like, now, now, wait a now, come on now. That's exactly what. That's what, <laughs> and then they follow it up with, "You know better than that." And I mean now, and I'm not going to say it again. Now, come on. They never said it, but you know what it is, and you, you know, know better. Exactly what it is. So when Kelly Price was missing, fake missing. When she was fake missing after the COVID, child, everybody thought oh that she was God. dead to the bed or missing or something, child. Thought the band kidnapped her. Nikki I thought Gilbert the band kidnapped her. <coughs> Nikki Gilbert got on the internet talking about, oh, <laughs> Kelly Price is gone, but y'all make sure to tune into my radio show now. It's yeah. on YouTube. Now you can watch us on Wednesday night. A monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? And the Brad got on Instagram Live and was like, now, Nikki, now, what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Oh this my is God. ridiculous, Nikki. She is because she is ridiculous. She's out of her mind. If she, she thinks is. this little church stage play, <laughs> I just really and this this is what we talked about before. She gonna oh stand before a judge. She has retained an attorney because <laughs> she don't have enough sense to be ashamed. She don't have enough sense to be ashamed. That's it. You know what? That's the title of this episode. You just don't have enough sense. You got to have sense to be shamed. That's yes. the, you got to have sense to be ashamed. And these people don't have no sense. That's the name of the episode because I'm over it. Cravado don't. She don't have no shame. Because she, she pulled exhibits A and B to put side by side. To Curvado, Do you see that they are the same? Wait, wasn't Curvado like, she had like a line of like panty girdles or something yes. called Curvado? It was her clothing line, Girl. and it was Curvado. And didn't she? And didn't she end up coming out with some skinny cocktails too? I might have made that up, but all I know is she stays trying she? to run after a check. I thought Bethany Frankel was the only one to come up with them skinny. It could cocktails. be. I might have. I might have actually made that all the way up. I'm be real honest. How that tickled me good. Ooh, okay, that tickled said, me. <laughs> Nikki retained an attorney. To say, Judge, they stole my community uh, center play, and I don't like you. <laughs> Do you it's see? Given. She's like, never mind the community room. I need you to look at the dance moves. <laughs> I want you to notice that the main character is also a black woman. Please. Do you see the way she spun? Do you see the way she kicked that leg? <laughs> 
Wow, that oh, shit if you had love me, say it, Nikki. Me. Girl, get somewhere and sit down. <laughs> and that's what all the all the comments underneath it were like, Nikki, girl, that's a <laughs> reach, saying, girl. girl. Nikki, girl, now, Nikki, now, girl. You know now, better Nikki, than that. You know better. Now, Nikki, girl. Oh my god! Y'all got to oh go down to the YouTube and watch the show because oh my god. Nikki is desperate. She out here trying to sue the BET. All she did right now is drive up views for P Valley because where I said I wouldn't, I wasn't gonna watch it. I'm going to watch it. I didn't watch, watch it, it either. So I'm wait, is this to. on? It's on what? Stars or mm. is it on BT Plus? Which one I is? I think it? it's on Stars. Let me look. I will P watch it with you. Valley. Oh, we should Oof. watch it and talk about it. We should. Toya watched it. Stars. Stars. Okay, I'm mm -hmm. down. Okay, let's speaking watch Speaking of, Valley. though, speaking of, because people have been asking me, and I have to be honest, I'm still sort of traumatized from Mavs Houston, but Mavs Boston has started back. Mm. Did you that watch? That sounds Caucasian. Well, evidently there are two. Well, I've saw, I saw, I watched a little bit of this last week's episode, and there are two black couples. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Dorchester. I think there's a Hispanic couple in it. One of the girls is from Laos. Okay. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Boston is very diverse. I'm. Let me yes. be very clear. My father's from Boston. Boston is very diverse and has a very. It's got a, a, a melting pot of cultures oh, for sure. within the city. Um. They just know you all know why they're known for being hella white. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Harvard and then also, you know, colonialism. But <laughs> there's a lot of niggas. <laughs> there's a lot of Cape Verdeans. There's a lot of Haitians. There are lots of There's a Cape lot Verdeans, of black Americans. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of Cubans. There's a lot. There's a melting pot of cultures in Boston. For sure. Um, do we, shall, shall we watch the first episode and make a decision from there? Yes. I, was, okay. I, I only watched a little piece of the second episode. But I think, okay. so if we watch... I think if we if we agree to watch episode one, we can then come back and reassess. Let's do that. Let's watch episode one, and then we'll reassess next week. And we will give you all a definitive answer. And you all let us know. You know? I mean, I'm going to also in. be honest with you that I never even, um, I never, I never watched the Sex in the City. Really? I didn't watch the reboot. I didn't, I, I said I was going to, and we would talk about it. And I will. Because we can still talk about it, but yes. I didn't do I it yet. I have that on my, our list here of things I thought maybe we can discuss yes. for Patreon. But um, yes, so I'm going to do that. So yes, I I have been I'm curious. Okay, so yes, let's do that because I I have been intrigued by the range of response to the reboot. So there are certain people, yes. certain communities, yeah. mm -hmm. who are eating it up and think that it's great. The then blacks. there are other communities who think that it is triggity trash. The whites. The whites think that it is triggity trash, right? The whites hate it because apparently it's more inclusive. It ever so I will say or something. I think that there is more diversity. Okay, there we go. In 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 like the demographics of the cast, and I think that they are slowly um they are slowly walking these white women through a world that is much more inclusive, much more, it's a totally different world than, than, yes. Because in all honesty, I hate the word inclusive. Well, I, and I think that this, I think that a lot, I, I'm struggling with my language here because I think in many of this, the, these cases as it relates to these words, 
people misuse them very <coughs> yeah. and um because don't also, include i don't want to be included in some of the shit y'all doing well yeah and i i, I feel like there there's just lots of there's lots of layers and nuance mm-hmm. um <clears throat> when it comes to these sort of things and to that point i feel like this is a show about four white women originally and so it's going to be a bit of a uh gradual I, I prefer it to be a more gradual integration a yeah. gradual and conscious integration of different sort of storylines and perspectives mm-hmm. as opposed to them just like i feel like it would be way too forced if we just if if carrie had you know black girl best because friends. if you look at a uh, if you look at a at a group of present day or whatever white women maybe once upon a time they hung out with predominantly who was in their community and then as their worldviews have opened and their exposure to different co-workers and all kinds of shit have come now they find themselves to have a more diverse friend group but maybe in a lot of i know a lot of white folks who's like nah coming up my friends was white because that's who was around me and coming up my friends was black or latina because that's who was around me so I, you know, I understand to that effect, and I agree with you. It would be very forced if you was all of a sudden to slap a couple of niggas yeah. and Latinas up in somebody's face be and like, be like, "Bang, here we go." And I also cast. feel like the sh- the show is there. They have to be more conscious and inclusive of perspectives of other identities, like beyond just racial identities. Absolutely, right? so absolutely. They're also gender identities, and all, gender yeah. identities, and you know, uh, LGBTQIA plus identities. You know. Good. Um, and also also dealing with some sort of things that are germane to women as it relates to um, infertility or troubles conceiving. I think that there's just a lot of different life perspectives that they're trying mm-hmm. to weave into this mm-hmm. show that was com- was very it's very niche. This is a show mm-hmm. about rich white women. And so there would be. <laughs> we can't expect mm. it to give we can't expect we can't expect it to be you know pbs level <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you know I, yeah so Sesame we have Street. to be yeah we got yeah. to we got to sort of we got to slow walk this thing and so i feel like i'm open to sort of seeing how they handle certain things mm. over time so i'm not mm. going in thinking that i want them to get this right i want to sort of watch the show and see how these white women interact with some real life things over time I would also like to have a conversation with a white person who hates it. I want to know why you hate it. I feel like that's a fair question. White, any white people who listen to the show who hate it? Because I'm very curious to know. I, I, I just want to have a direct conversation. Like, why do you hate it? Speaking of hate, I want to wrap the, cl- the trash up with this um, that I saw very briefly. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you if you'd seen it. So we love What's Abbott that? Elementary. Yes, so much. It is. First of all, and y'all know me, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all know how much I how much a good, genuine, authentic laugh brings me joy. Yes. When I tell you that through each episode of Abbott Elementary that I have watched, I have legitimately belly cackled not like a (laughs) but like a Mm -hmm. like a good like you know we haven't had we haven't had shows that will give you a good a good yell laugh in a long Mm -hmm. time and Mm -hmm. i think that there's just an ease uh that that comes with watching this show that and and there's a familiarity Mm -hmm. um that you know 
we kind of catch immediately and we're, we're totally mm-hmm. bought in. But I did see <clears throat> today that as they do, uh, there have been a series of white women school teachers who have taken it upon themselves to make videos about the parts of Abbott Elementary that are not realistic, not that would Bitch, never happen. It's motherfucking TV. That are blah, like, oh my God, blah, 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 like, you know. And so one of the young ladies made this video about, you know, how wrong they got it as it relates to certain things. And when I tell you that the people have chopped and screwed Good. this young budding Karen Good. up, when I tell you, and she had made a <laughs> young buddy, <laughs> she made a apology video. Sis has completely um, canceled her entire TikTok. She had a her her name was like Mindful Teacher Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and Mindful Teacher Rachel has. <laughs> Of course, her name was Rachel. She made all of these videos about, like, I don't know why they're complaining about all these things in this school because they haven't made. Like, oh, my God. Like, that never happens. Like, when she said that, that um, uh, like, when Miss D went to get her nails done in the middle of mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that would never happen. Or if, if I could do that at my school, I totally wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> it would be like. Girl, if you don't get your life. Bitch, you really think you really think that that niggas is watching this show going teachers could never go get their nails done in the middle of the day. We know the fuck teachers can't go. They can't go get their nails done after school. Like we know the bitches is busy. What are you even talking about right now? Shut but up, she, made, she was just like she was like and um she was like the guy I can't think of the guy that plays the uh, Greg Gregory I think is his uh-huh. name. Uh-huh. Like, Everybody hates know, Chris. Yes. Um, he was like, he said that he went to school to be a principal, but um, he's just te- he's just a sub now. And he was like, he went to school to be a principal, but he's just teaching. That would never happen. And then he then he had that completely, he was completely ha- unable of having a conversation with the parent. So how could he have gone to school for being a principal? It was like, Rachel, Bitch. girl, if you don't get you some business and get from around here, girl. Like, what are you are really getting ready to break what? down this black ass show? Why don't you just I mean, say you hate I niggas and get it over with? That you have found yourself the biggest magnifying glass to find. You search high and low and all over to find something wrong with this show and you reach to, you couldn't reach no more. And this is what you got, sis. Nobody, no, Quinta did not get up on the Ellen show and announced to everybody that she is a teacher who is quitting her career to become a comedian slash TV writer. And she's going to write about her very specific experiences that happened during her tea. Stop it. It's Just not- say you hate niggas and get it over with. I also- want your nigger ass show to crash and burn. <laughs> no, and so also I'm very much giving. It's also very much giving. Wow. This is not about me at all. So let me find something. So let me find something to make it, it about me. Let me find some, let me, let me highlight some of the ways that this is totally opposite my experience. Um, you know, and, and, you know, point that out as a, as a flaw. It's like, sis, I know that you are not accustomed to anything that doesn't center your whiteness, but this is not for you. Could you possibly entertain the fact that something on TV is not for you? When I go and watch um, anything, (laughs) when I watch anything on um, 
uh, I'm trying to think of a, a channel, just a I'm random sorry. channel. Like let, if nothing on like hunting or National Geographic <laughs> is for me. You know what I'm saying? But I don't see the channel on my cable no. box and say, get this channel out of here. Like, no. get this channel. This channel does not represent my all life them, or livelihood. All them sundown towns, Guy Fieri be eating. Are you I kidding? Don't ever, I don't ever look at them and be like, well, I'll never be able to go there because they'll lynch me. I'm not. <laughs> no, nigga. I just want to see kidding? the big burger. Like, it's, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? But, like, it's just, it's just, it. I mean, and she, to see... It was clear that somebody got to her and, and you know, highlighted all the ways that she centered herself and was being, uh, you know, woefully biased and, and pro- problematic. Um, you know, so she was saying the right words uh, and had some of the buzz keywords in there. And so I don't, I mean, I, I hope that someone did have a conversation with her and I hope that she would take this as an opportunity and an occasion to do some deep reflection and learning and build her awareness about what she doesn't know. Oh, so um, she came back with an apology. She apologized and she unquote. said, and she said, I'm going to keep this up. Um, I guess until like, she was like, I don't want to delete. I don't, I, she said, I will eventually delete my whole page or delete this video, but I want to keep this up to honor, <laughs> I guess to sort of honor the voice, you know, and to sort of take accountability but mm-hmm. from what I understand now, her whole TikTok page is is canceled and over. She took the whole thing down. Okay, well, good. <laughs> but I was just like, yo. And I hope you're not spewing your dumbass whatever opinions to your students and whoever else is it's following like behind you, girl. And they're like, this is who this is who is teaching our babies. Mm-hmm. These be the people who be complaining about critical race theory, which also was. Fully eradicated. And I'm hoping. Uh, in Virginia? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping, yes, in Virginia. Um, um, I am hoping that, and I don't know exactly how, but I'm hoping that uh, Abbott Elementary is going to take a crack at critical race theory. Oh, I hope so. I, I feel like Quinta. So. I feel would. like she. I she's about the only one I feel like I could trust to do it. Uh-huh. In in a productive way. I agree. But I, I, I see how political and risky it is, but at the same time, I would love to see her take a crack at it. And Cheryl Lee Ralph. Like I feel oh, like genius. I just Cheryl Lee Ralph is so good in that She's show. She's the best. Like I'm she like, really she really is. She my makes the show her does. and Ava. Yes. And between her and Ava and like Janine, everybody's good, but like everybody's Cheryl good. Cheryl has delivered Several of my big belly laughs. She she has delivered most of my big belly laughs. This last episode where she said, Oh Lord, the boys in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> because Jay, I'm like, is that not me? That's me. It's you all day. <laughs> oh Lord, the boys in the trash, y'all. Get him out. He's in the trash. Why is he touching the trash? <laughs> Yo. Yo, Shirley Ralph is everything Ooh, in that. she's so good. And I just love her so much. But, yo. She's so good. She's so, so good. The show I is so good. If you've not watched it yet, it's on Hulu. Um, make it's sure been a long time since I've been this pressed about a, a show. <clears throat> I'm enjoying it. Because you, you know what sitcom did that for me like that? And it it was not a black show. 
And I was talking about that recent because I went back and enjoyed it in the in the moments where I didn't want to think. Modern mm-hmm. Family. I knew modern, you were going to say that. Modern Family delivers me belly laughs. No, it's so it's really good, and that's another show that I can watch and genuinely laugh and, and like genuinely laugh. This is so good. Mm, I just I thoroughly enjoy it, and I don't watch Modern Family and be like that. Why ain't they ain't got more niggas on the show? Like. <laughs> Because they will, they, the funny thing is they will address, like, they address shit in a funny way, right? Like where Jay had a black man moving across the street from him. And so he was like, I have to do everything to go out of my power to make sure that this man knows that I'm not a racist. And then everything he did actually looked worse. Right. (laughs) But I, they, you know, I just find Modern Family to be a hilarious show. No, and I think that that's the genius behind good writing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and and writing that is like you know <laughs> timely and relevant and really yes. co- and and it acknowledges sort of the context that it that exists in because I think that's when it's yes so much more that's when it's most most useful most productive mm-hmm. and I feel like back to what you were saying before around the miss the constant misappropriation the you know misassigning of words like diversity inclusion equity and I feel like it gets murky, right? Because people think diversity and they think we just want to, or they say like, we want things to be more inclusive. Like you said, it's not just about throwing people of color at Mm -hmm. a a specific storyline or a scene, but it's like, what are the ways that we can really weave and integrate perspective, uh, their perspectives in? Mm -hmm. And also how do we acknowledge the, the context um, that like, you know, let's not act like racism didn't happen. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's bring it into the room. Let's situate this conversation into what's going on right now. And I think that's what makes real TV hit. Like Mm -hmm. we got to get out of this fantasy space where we all living in this make believe dreamland. Like what people who are anti-critical race theory, they trying to just, uh, eliminate all conversations about race and racism. And I'm just like, "Uh, what in the revisionist history? Are y'all dumb? Like, we can't just act like the last 500 years, 400 no. years didn't happen. No, and you can't act like the things that, that a lot of things that are happening now, systemically and otherwise, are not a result of that. And I, they, y'all don't want to talk about that, though. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. It's fine. No. But yes, Woo. we have had a copious trash. Let us have, have, we have a shout out. We have a guest. We have a guest, a very good guest, a very special guest. Our guest guest. is our shout out. Oh, yes. Uh, So our guest is our shout out. He will introduce himself very shortly. We'll put all of his links to his book and all of the Mm -hmm. ways that you can get into his brilliance. You can get into that. We'll put that in the the description box. But absolutely. Y'all check it out. See y'all at the table. Okay, bye. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by the McDonald's two for six dollars deal. You know that feeling when you find something that's so good that you just have to share it? It's like, here, girl, try this. It's good, right? This is how you show love. Like, when I go to McDonald's and I order my filet fish and get a 10-piece chicken nugget, it's my chance to share with Jade. She does with her good <laughs> sweet and sour dip sauce, oh, dipping so sauce, and a hot, she can be half of her hot filet of fish sandwich you know with just enough tartar sauce just enough stop by mcdonald's today and enjoy two of your faves our faves everybody's <laughs> faves like the big mac 
the quarter pounder with cheese, which is my personal favorite, filet of fish, or a 10-piece chicken McNugget for only $6. Price and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Limited time offer. My sister's popping right now, like. Um, all right, Blacks, we're back. And we're excited. Yes. Uh, we want to kick off our first show of 2022 with a very special guest. I'm really excited to have this uh, GGB. This is a brother, one of our brothers on the or, yes. uh, on the show at the kitchen table. And I'm really just inspired by who he is and the work that he does. So everybody welcome Mikel Clark. Hooray. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's going pretty good as far as a Monday goes. Yes, I know. Yeah. That's, a, that's, We're a, celebrating. that's a word. We're celebrating mm-hmm. our little bit of holiday mm-hmm. um, that we have. But yes, we're glad to have you here. Um, and I just want, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but you are here at the kitchen table because your specialty, your the work, your purpose work, the work that you feel called to centers very heavily on affirmation. Um, so, you know, tell us how you got there. Tell us your journey as a writer and to who Mikkel is today. Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, okay, I'm Mikkel. Like you said, I write affirmations. And that started because I'm a very, very anxious person. So I write affirmations for creative folks like myself who deal with anxiety, depression, imposter syndrome, and all the things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm also a father, you know, I'm a husband and an entrepreneur. And all of those things can be pretty nerve-wracking at different points as well. So I find myself just kind of pulling from life, right, and just talking about things that I go through and try to make them translate um, and speak to other people as well. Um, and, you know, I've been writing affirmations on and off for like five years now. Didn't really kind of pick up, I guess, momentum or consistency with it. And so maybe two years ago, um, but before that, you know, I ran a rap blog for a while. Um, I have been everything from a financial coach all the way through, um, you know, a social media consultant. And now my wife and I, Duanis, we run our own black creative agency. I love that. You, you're like, Thank you're you. me. You, me and you are with the same person. <laughs> Look, I'm with it. <laughs> I love now where are you from, Mikkel? I'm from Woodbridge, Virginia. It's like an hour south of mm-hmm. DC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know close to Manassas and Gainesville and all that. Yep. Out there, Going out there. Out that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. some family who lives out there. Okay, good. Well, we're happy to have you here at the kitchen table. Kia was the one here. who introduced me to your work. Um, and I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that we have a a, a male on the show to provide that kind of perspective because you know black men don't always have that space mm-hmm. um you know it's it's not that's not a, a an area for you all that that you have a lot of you know what i'm saying i have to say as black women we do have a lot of support now in our yeah. emotional spaces so i think it's really dope uh from that perspective so thank you thank you for coming on thank you thank you i'm curious if that's been like a speed bump for you like or or um any kind of you know adverse uh obstacle like you know this is not it's it's like unfortunately and i mean i i don't want to assume but i guess from my perspective and as as jade was sort of alluding to we don't often see a lot of men being vocal Mm -hmm. about having anxiety and then you know what they're doing to to manage it so is that something that 
um, you know, has inspired your work or has it been something that's challenged you in any particular way? Yeah, I mean, I didn't set out to be this exceptional Negro or whatever else, you know what I mean? It was just, it was, like I said, it was what I was going through. And um, I don't think I realized how few men are talking about these things until I kind of got into it. And um, I'm not sure if y'all know Joel Daniels. He's a good friend of mine. He's mm-hmm. a, you know, he's a poet. He writes about different things like that too. And, mm-hmm. you know, we we have these conversations and it's like, we need more Black men, especially, right, who are comfortable being vocal, um, being expressive. Um, and, you know, I think I found myself, I, I had to get into it because there were two main points in my life where anxiety almost took me out in a major way and stopped, like, everything I was doing. And so, you know, I've known this life of trying to express myself better, trying to communicate more honestly, trying to be more open. I've known that life for a long time now, and I don't I don't plan on going back. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I do pick up on, you know, I, I don't speak, like, I'm not looking to be, like, the most known person among, like, all Black women. But then I look at my audience, and it's like, okay, it is Black women, like, mm-hmm. primarily, like, it's not close Mm-hmm. You know, who are supporting me the most, who are sharing my stuff, who are, I mean, even getting me opportunities. And so yeah, it's it's interesting. And I think that I've seen a lot of my friends who don't talk about it publicly feel led to, like, talk about it with me, which feels special, which feels cool. So I feel like we're, we're trending in a good direction. For sure. I think mm-hmm. what I love is that you make it approachable. You make mm-hmm. it practical. And I think for many of us uh, who have not, had a lot of practice in affirmation or self-kindness or, you know, because we're taught to be tough and hard and Mm -hmm. no nonsense and, you know, just Mm -hmm. super focused. We're not, Mm -hmm. we're not taught to center ourselves in that way. What I love about what you do is that you make it attainable and I don't Mm -hmm. have to be somebody else, but I could very much be who I am and how I speak. Um, and you talk about that although on your website you were talking a little bit about how affirmation has has had such a transformative effect on your life. Is that something mm-hmm. that you had to practice or did something that just came naturally to you and practice has made it better? Like talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think I think at first affirmations came natural to me when I was in crisis. Um mm. so I got expelled. I went to a military academy and like a whole different lifetime um, before Mm -hmm. I knew what I wanted to do with myself. Got expelled from that military academy um, about a month before I was supposed to graduate from undergrad. Uh, Mind you, my dad went to this school. My cousins went there. My uncle, Mm -hmm. like, it's a whole family thing, right? So, yeah, you know, when you go back home to your parents, you think you're about to be a second lieutenant and you unemployed try to finish your degree, you got to find some ways to kind of like affirm yourself Mm -hmm. and just remind yourself that you, you still know what time it is. You can still take care of business and, um, you know, not be what people expect you to be as somebody who got thrown out. So between that and my first struggle season being a full-time black ass entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. Um, which comes with its own different set of challenges. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, man, I had to really, I had to really learn to affirm myself and it became something I was like talking about more naturally. Um, But I mean, since then, you know, 
I got expelled from school in 2012 mm-hmm. and had my first full-time entrepreneur season in 2016. Um, since then, I would say I've grown to make affirmations a more natural part of my everyday being. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have to want to take a risk and learn how to speak publicly or do these different things. It's not as urgent, but I'm, I'm working on becoming more aware and just confronting more of the limitations that I face as far as how I talk to myself. Um, so yeah, it's becoming more natural. So how did you even get into starting to affirm yourself before you even got into writing affirmations what even mm-hmm. what even led you to the direction of that practice in the first place i know we just spoke about some of the things that you've gone through but what mm-hmm. was it that kind of sparked like i need to start affirming myself where did that come from yeah um i went to i went to west point it's a military academy um it is 85% white mm-hmm. and it is a lot of what you'd expect from a military academy it's done Great things for certain people, but the military did not serve my skill set, which I didn't know going in. And so, you know, I spent the last two of my four years there being told that I wasn't good enough, um, I wasn't organized enough, I wasn't on point enough, um, all the things that essentially mm-hmm. I just wasn't enough. Um, I even had what was supposed to be a mentorship program when I got in trouble before I got expelled. And I walk into, you know, this 40-year-old lieutenant, um, 40-year-old captain, I'm sorry, their office. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, what's going on? Um, and I told them some mistakes that I made. And they're like, no, you're actually like, you're not a good person right now. Like, you're not, you're not who you're supposed to be. Like, there is something seriously wrong. Like, it wasn't like attacking the problem that I was dealing with. It was attacking me as a person. Mm-hmm. And that was indicative of so many conversations that I can't talk about that I had to experience that year. And so mind you, I was in trouble. I didn't have no friends there. Like when you kind of get outcast from a hierarchical type of organization, Mm -hmm. you don't have a lot of friends. You know, the folks Mm -hmm. who were hitting me now, like, Oh, how'd you do this? We're not in my corner when those Mm -hmm. things were happening. Mm -hmm. So it was me, myself, my blog spot. I was scared to tell my parents um, I was scared to really tell anybody back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really, it was me a lot of times just trying to make things make sense in my head. And before I knew what an affirmation was, I knew that I had to continue to remind myself like who I was, you know, I believe that I'm here for a reason and for a purpose and that this wasn't going to be the end of like my upward trajectory or my path forward. That is, that was the origin of all of this. Mm. I love that. I mean, I don't love yeah. that, but I love that. <laughs> I don't love that. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think it's it's so relatable because how many of us have have uh, been been told some of those same harmful messages mm-hmm. um, and forced to sort of change the very essence of, or told that we need to change the very essence of who we are in order to be mm-hmm. sex, successful or or productive. Mm-hmm. But I, I love that it is it is telling yourself that you love yourself and affirming who you are and, mm-hmm. and doing that in a very organic and natural way. Like the overview of your book says that this book will moisturize your ashy elbow, hey! <laughs> negate, your, negate your unpaid parking ticket and defend your hairline against all threats, foreign and domestic. 
Scientific facts. Scientific facts. Scientific facts, right? And so we know yeah. that those keys may not be in the book, but uh-huh. you know, reading that overview, that you know that mm-hmm. this is the kind of book that we all need to read. Yes. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, this is what I like to see. I know this I'm going to be interested what, in I mean, everything that's happening. Relatable right. content in mm-hmm. every way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So I think, you know, for me, I know in theory and all of the messaging that we hear, especially lately, because this is something that is trending, um, you know, hear all of this about positive self-talk and being kind to yourself. And I think where I struggle and always fall off the bus is that I feel like it doesn't feel natural to me to Mm -hmm. say these things (laughs) to other people. I can say them, but to myself, it feels silly and off-putting, but getting comfortable in saying. And so I wonder if there are there any favorites. Is it a is the process for you? Because I mean, you post all day long, and I'm always wondering, like, how does he come up with this? <laughs> <laughs> so is it is it that is it that in real time these are real things that you're telling yourself, or you're actually. <clears throat> Um, you know, I'm sure in the content creation broad scheme of things that there is a method and a plan and a strategy, mm-hmm. but I'm just curious around how the pace is what, what I feel like the pace yeah. and the practice of it. Talk to mm-hmm. me a little bit about the process for you. For sure. It used to be a lot more in the moment, <laughs> like you were saying, right. Where I would just, I would have this idea, come up with it and kind of put it out. But so my daughter will be five months old at the end of this month. Um, yeah. So, She's you know, I don't have no time for in the moment stuff, right? <laughs> right. Like, if I'm, if I'm not working, if I'm not, you know, doing something with my wife or with her, I'm probably trying to like just rest or sleep or watch some dumb stuff and just kind of decompress. So I, I still base everything that I write off of, it could be a conversation on the timeline it could be something I've been trying to go through and kind of like navigate my way through, or it could just be, you know, something that comes up in a conversation with somebody I love. Right. So it's still coming from an honest place. It's still coming from, you know, a a place where it's in response to what I experience or like naturally think about, but nah, it's not, it's not on the fly the way it used to be. Okay. You have to like Mm -hmm. sit down and plan out time and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it started out as practice before it got into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it was just, it was a natural thing that um, I felt led to talk about. And I was like, oh, y'all like this too? And it's called, <laughs> it's called, it's called affirmations. Okay, cool. This is cool, hitting, cool, cool. which y'all got it. Yeah. Okay, bet. <laughs> yeah, bet, and then you bet, start bet. seeing the other people in the space who are doing cool things and just who are also expressing themselves in different ways. You know, some folks are more, are, are more poetic, um, some folks are more like, I don't give a fuck, do that shit, you know, whatever else. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a little more in the middle of the road right there. Mm-hmm. Like kind of how I feel naturally, but you know, I'll take some time and I'll, I'll clean the words up and I'll make it feel a little more polished, but not too polished. I got to link you with my homeboy Chet. Chet does, uh, affirmations, um, but like through art and also mm. obviously the word at the Met Gala. So mm. I got to, I mean, not the Met Gala at the Met. Um, so I got, at at the MoMA, I'm all the way fucked up right now. (laughs) (laughs) At the MoMA. It's Uh, a flex either way, you know. (laughs) Regardless, he's doing it through art and doing it through spoken word. And I'm loving seeing this trend now, because as we Mm -hmm. were speaking about earlier, 
I'm loving seeing this trend of black men starting to really pick up because what's going to happen is you can start to grab your boys along the way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because so many of our of our men need it. Have mm -hmm. you do you find that this space going back to that a little bit? Have you found you said that that you find your friends and like people around you navigate more. How do you feel like your family have responded to what you what you've grown into? Man, um that is such a loaded question, as I'm sure you know, when it comes yes. to to family. Um, yeah. So it's it's layered, right? Mm -hmm. um, they are very proud of me. Um, they're also like, where the hell did this come from? And who are you? And where is our son? And yeah, what are you doing again? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, nah, they're, they're very proud, um, very supportive. Um, of course, you know, as my family is a Black military family, first and foremost. So there's always... There have always been the questions of like, okay, I love that you're writing. What do you do for work? And how do you get a check exactly <laughs> yeah. every two weeks on the dot? Like yeah. every Thursday, where's the deposit coming from? Mm -hmm. So there's always been questions about that. But they've, you know, from a big picture perspective, they've always been super proud of who I am and what I do. And um, that's, that's appreciative. And um, I, I've kind of found too that, as I've grown kind of more comfortable, like talking about not just writing affirmations, but talking mm -hmm. more openly about my experiences that has opened up some new conversations between my father and I, mm -hmm. and, you know, me and my mom, just that I didn't think would happen. You know, like my family doesn't always talk about things like directly. It's more mm -hmm. like, Oh, well, you know, this can't happen. I'm like, well, I don't know why, but you, you know, you didn't bring me in on that. Um, but it's starting to open up, you know, um, some more vulnerable conversations with my family, too, which I, I really, really appreciate. And you don't know how it's going to impact them in the private, you know, just in how they start to respond to themselves. And then also mm -hmm. how that plays into you all's dynamic as a family. It's mm -hmm. awesome. They Like you're doing foundational, like root work for your for your family. And that's that's a very, very awesome thing. That's a very thank you so thing. much. Thank what were you, you gonna so say, much. sis? I'm sorry about that. No, I was I mean, to that point, I think I think transparency, I think I'm realizing I think transparency is the hallmark of our generation. Mm -hmm. uh, I think many of us are operating in an authenticity that is off-putting for our parents <laughs> and uh, and and grandparents and 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 you know family members alike. But mm -hmm. I think it is in this this authenticity and this transparency that the real healing and transformation that we need, like it's really locked in to this truth telling <laughs> that yeah. I think we are we are doing. I mean, and I, I, I speak for myself, it is not easy or, you know, it's sometimes that transparency can be scary for me, mm -hmm. but it is in those moments when having those difficult conversations, um, or opportunities for those difficult but necessary conversations just sort of bubble up. Mm -hmm. So nah, for sure, it's terrifying sometimes though. Like whether it's you know the, the conversation or the post or whatever else. I see you scratching your arm right now, <laughs> just thinking about it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely tough some days. Oh no, it is. I had a conversation with my father recently, and y'all know I don't, I don't get scared by much. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I had to like, and I, I I didn't display that in the conversation, but I had to stand very firm and tell him that I didn't agree with a certain viewpoint that he had. And mm -hmm. 
you know, inside of my body, I'm like, girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but <laughs> I was like, no, you need to. And I did. I had to stand firm with that. And we don't uh -huh. know how much um, our transparency and how we're moving is shifting the way that those older generations are moving. And then obviously we know what we're doing for our younger, for our children and for our nieces mm -hmm. and our nephews. We know what we're doing for them, but we don't realize how this is also shifting our older generations, which mm -hmm. is why this work is also so important. I think that is amazing. Now, how long? Tell us about your family a little bit. Give us a give us a little bit about the baby, and and, oh, and, and, and your wife and all of that. You know, we got to get a little personal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I got two bosses. Um, one is thirty two. Mm -hmm. It's my wife. Um, love her daily, <laughs> and um, we actually met. We met through social media, um, mm -hmm. which is like strange, but not strange these days. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we live down here in Richmond. We run uh, the Creative Summer Company. So we, we serve, you know, black owned and black facing businesses. And really, you know, we just out here loving each other through the pandemic and mm. everything that is happening right now. Um, like, honestly, like the, the hugs we give, the dumbass jokes we tell, and just like all the moments we have right now are a big part of what keep us both afloat. Cause okay. I haven't I haven't seen anybody in person um, for real, for real, um, except for like a few occasions mm -hmm. in almost two years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so she like, you know, I, I say that we're LB and LS. I'm not sure if y'all are Greek, um, <laughs> but she my she's my line my line sister in parenting. And, um, I love that. I love, that. I love that. It's a hazing. It's a process that you all are. It really, it really, really is. It, it, and this pandemic yeah. is an extra hazing. Let me tell you about it. Yes, it, it is. is. You actually kind of touched on it a little bit. I was going to ask you about that because in a time like now, where this is the type of writing that you do, like you are writing yes. positivity to help encourage yourself and others. Mm -hmm. It because I I have just been going through a very weird time with this. I think that mm -hmm. pandemic fatigue that people are talking about. Before I'd be like, yeah, no, nah, I get it. You know, like niggas need to go outside. You know, we tired. But it really hit me, especially in the last couple of weeks. And I mm -hmm. said, okay, I don't. This is this is what niggas was talking about. Okay, all right. Mm -hmm. So how do you? What do you do? with what you're doing with writing these affirmations in times like that and times like these. Do you just get tired sometime of Ooh. being just oh, the positive daddy in the room? Right. Do you just, sometimes I mean. you just want to throw something and be like, fuck this. Like, oh, shit. I know I'm supposed to be the affirmations guys, but y'all know that this is hard. I'm sorry. I love how y'all say that I want to like I don't. Um, okay, good. First of all, um, now nah, I'm Okay, I'll put it to you this way. I, I try to write about things that are positive because that I, I need that positivity and I think other mm -hmm. people do too. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not me 24-7 by any means. Um, you know, half the time I'm just trying to... I, I think that my writing, it helps me to find the positivity in trash days, right? Mm -hmm. in, in difficult seasons and everything else. Um, so, you know, I, I gratitude journal... I try to do that every day and I write affirmations and, you know, I, I wasn't sure because my daughter is five months old now. She'll be five months old in the month. I didn't know if I'd be able to keep writing at the pace that I do mm -hmm. when I became a father, but I realized that I had to like my writing 
I'm happy it serves other people, but it also keeps me going because at the end of the day, I got to be the one to take the positive thought and see it through mm-hmm. and to find a way to like, you know, if, if, if it's not passing my bullshit meter, I'm not going to post it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to reach for the stars and fall in a cloud and just try to be <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Rogers. I'm not mm-hmm. like this always right. positive person. Mm-hmm. And so I have to like, set the bullshit aside and like find things that actually resonate, which makes me have to figure out how I can look at things differently. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I make it work. Okay. I like that. Especially during Thank this you. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's mm-hmm. real. That's mm-hmm. very nice. It's, real. it's tough. The pandemic has taught us all. I know me personally, it's like, you know, we have to, you have to do the work that feeds you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else, it's just like can it's just that's when that's when it becomes girl f this like that's when mm-hmm. forget like mm-hmm. if it doesn't feed you and inform who you are and if you don't feel called to it then you don't mm-hmm. stick with it in in hard times but if you do feel called with called to it it mm-hmm. is what sustains you mm-hmm. which I think is what has been key to me sort of in navigating my own uh, burnout. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. been deciphering what it is that I'm doing that is feeding my spirit and identity and soul and what it is that does not, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Really and I think there's about, been a bullshit filter that. that has been taken off during this time that we all are like, <laughs> no, nah, nigga, I can't. I don't have the capacity for that because there's, that there's too fact. much going on. There's too mm-hmm. much going on. Um, Mikael, we are so grateful for you coming coming through and Yeah, it's been amazing. I would love to know, though, Really quickly, what advice do you have if there's someone who's listening to us and who is really, you know, trying to find uh, the right words or the right, you know, I'm reaching for something to sort of start my year off right. And 2022 is already showing its tail, okay? mm-hmm. but I'm trying to to get, to get my mind around. Do you have any advice for anyone who is who is trying to grow myself? included trying to grow my legs in this positive self-talk sort of mm-hmm. space what yeah. what is there a right way to do it <laughs> is there nah <laughs> i mean it's right it's right if it works you know what i mean yeah. like people call me corny every day in my dms and my mentions but it's like if it speaks to somebody else you know mm-hmm. then it's, it's the right way for them right um i think something really relevant to me right now is I, I learned this, I forget where somebody was talking about it, but we actually experience too many things like in any moment for us to actually understand like everything happening around us, right? So there, there are too many sounds, too many sights, too many tastes, too many scents for us to actually experience everything and actually internalize what's happening. So it's like by shifting your perspective, you're actually making space for you to see and experience more of the things that a more pessimistic version of you wouldn't even be set up mm-hmm. to see because there's there's so much mm-hmm. happening around us we're going to see what kind of confirms the worldview that we're tapping into so it's like when you find a way to turn that corner and see that optimism is worth committing to right now you're actually making space to experience more of the good things that align with that optimistic vantage point so it's you know, it, it might feel like it's hard to get into. It might feel corny. It might feel weird or unnatural. But at the same time, when you do hit your stride and you find a way, it could be gratitude journaling, it could be affirmations, it could be 
listening to an inspirational speaker, when you find your way um, to speak positivity and affirmations and optimism into your life, you're going to see more of what you need to see that'll keep you on that good path. Write that down. Yes. Okay. So good. Write that so down. <laughs> I love that you let said you get... when you're ready to turn a corner. When you're, you have yes. to be ready. You have to mm-hmm. be willing to do because it's work. It's still work. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. work. And it's yeah. holding space for both of those feelings to coexist, right? I can mm-hmm. be real and very clear about whatever negative thing that I'm experiencing, but that Absolutely. does not cut off my capacity to actually have some optimism. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, use that optimism to shift my perspective. That's dope. Yes. <laughs> Before Thank we you. get out of here, I want to encourage all of the people to get the book. Okay. Yes. Uh, it is available um, on the interwebs. It's called Keep It 100, Daily Affirmations for Millennials Who Are Tired of Being Called Millennials. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean, that needs, I mean, is that on a shirt? Because I would right. like to have one. But yes, I'm going to get my book. I encourage everyone else to get a book. Is there any other way um, that you want to, uh, you know, how can the people find you? How do we, how do we support what you're doing? Um, yeah, definitely cop the book. Look out for the next one. It'll drop at some point. I don't know when, mm-hmm. but it's on the way. And um, you can right. find me. <laughs> you can find me at M I C H E L L C Clark on Twitter, Instagram. Don't go to my YouTube. There's nothing there. But Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> you can find me. And I'm I'm active most days. Yeah. We will leave all of that information in the description box with links, Absolutely. and you can find them and. Um, I'm always retweeting many of the <laughs> affirmations and words of wisdom. Um, but yes, Mikael, we really appreciate you coming by Thank to kick you. it with us. This was just the, the optimal way for us to, to to jump into 2022. And we're so blessed to have you at the kitchen table. Absolutely. Make sure you s- sniff that baby girl for me because I love sniffing babies, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> It's so good though. Like, nah, I get it. They smell like baby powder and innocence. Yeah, and milk oh, and it's, it's just everything. a natural yeah. essence. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yes. You got. We let you get back to your employer because I know she's looking around. Like, where? Where he Where's? Where's mm-hmm. my daddy? Okay. <laughs> Thank God these headphones yeah. soundproof. <laughs> I know that's right. Thank you, Mikel. We're so grateful for you. Yes, Thank and you give so our much. love. Give our love to wife. And yes. daughter, we love yes. them both, and we are always welcome. Hopefully, you can come yes. back and kick it with us again soon. It'd be an honor. Thank y'all so much, and take care. All right, take care. Honestly, truly. All right, we're back with our first honesty box of the year, hey. and you know what that means? It's pseudonym time. All right. What shall we call our suit, our sister today? Um. Let's call her Rebecca Katsopoulos. All right. <laughs> Aunt Becky. Aunt Becky. Prisoner number 4432751. Rebecca Katsopoulos says, Dear Jade and Kia, my older sister and I got back in touch a few years ago. Mm-hmm. During this time, we've had time to readjust to being around one another. She's a single mother of two, and her oldest is 15 and the youngest is five. They also have a puppy and a lizard. I had a little one almost a year ago. I am with my child's father, and our little family lives in a three-bedroom. I love my sister and my niece and nephew. However, my sister recently lost her job and is feeling overwhelmed with being a single mother. 
She asked if her and the kids could stay with us for a few months. I wasn't opposed to the idea until I remembered the zoo of two. Our apartment complex allows pets, but at a cost of $300 deposit and $30 pet rent. I have a history of not settling, setting boundaries, and I know in this case I need to set boundaries, not only because of the pets, but her small family moving in with my small family would be too much of us right, on us right now. How do I tell her no without feeling like I'm doing something wrong? Yours truly, Rebecca Katsopoulos. Okay, I'm Becky. All right. So, um... I I hope that what what I'm about to share or offer for your uh, encouragement and consideration would relieve you of uh, guilt, guilt, and allay your concern because you, in your very well written email, have laid out a solid justification for your for why this would not be um something that you and your family can handle right now um and while your sister has fallen on a challenging season and and it is your aim to support her your support um doesn't have to your 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 support doesn't have to look one way. You mm -hmm. you can support her in many 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 different ways. Mm -hmm. Um and so I would offer to you and and hope that you would think about being as honest with your sister as you were with Jade and I just now. Yeah. Telling her the truth, letting her know that hey, I'm grateful that we have reconnected. I'm grateful that I am able to support you. I'm happy to support you and mm -hmm. I'm going to support you, mm -hmm. but I just can't support you in this particular way right now for these reasons. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, what, however your sister responds, um, you know, that's her choice and her right. But I think mm -hmm. you, I would, I would argue that you, what you don't, um, you are not responsible um, to sort of carry this burden that you you've taken on, mm -mm. and I will I will hope that you would find a way to let it go. And there are ways that mm -hmm. you can be supportive. You can help her. You can help her find a place. You can help her. Um, you know, be a, be a part of the search. You yep. can even I mean, if there are other ways that you can support her financially, I can help you move. I can help you pack. I can. I can afford to spot you this much or, you know, I, I let me take care of this or this. Yep. There are tons of ways that you can extend yourself to your sister that 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 don't require you to do so at your expense. Yes. And so yes. I hope that I hope that if you just needed uh, me and Jay to tell you that you good. Mm -hmm. You good. <laughs> you good. You good. <laughs> and that doesn't okay. mean that you love your sister any less. And I'm gonna be your sister for a second because I already know I know how this can work sometimes. Well, the lizard's in a in a in a tank, so it's not gonna be. I don't. I can't do it. I can't there's do it. Cost. I can't. There's a there's cost. There's a cost. I don't want to smell it. I mean, I don't and it's just want my, it house, my house. And I, don't, I would rather. It's not. a lot. Of, it's gonna be a lot of niggas up in here, 
and I love yeah. you and I want to support you. But y'all, I'm working on something for myself and my family. I'm working on, you know, we're trying to do this or we're working toward these goals and we have to continue to sort of honor that. I have to honor my commitment to, to that. Um, yeah. And so, you know, let's let's find a way for me to help you, sis. Mm-hmm. But I just cannot. I just don't have I don't have the means. Financially, personally. And put it you on know. your family, too. Well, as a family, we've decided that's not a good, that's not a good idea. For sure. For these reasons. Because you laid out all of these reasons. Did. Mm-hmm. And they were valid reasons. And so you shouldn't feel guilt about that. And I can't tell you how to feel. But we are affirming you that you shouldn't feel guilt. Yeah, because you're not saying F you. I'm not going to help you at all. You're just mm-hmm. saying I'm not able to do this, but let's talk about all the ways that I can help and be a yeah. supporter. Maybe person. we can find a couple friends who wouldn't mind taking the pets for the time that you all are here. Or, yeah, let's let's figure out how we can make this work for the both of us. Absolutely. I'm willing to Absolutely. work with you, but I can't. Like, you know, let's negotiate it. Let's make mm-hmm. it, you know, and that's not, that's not, suggesting any sort of power dynamic but like you no. know you want to work when you work collaboratively you want the interaction to be mutually beneficial and you want to honor your boundaries and if you recognize because you're clearly very self-aware so if you recognize that setting boundaries especially with loved ones has been an ongoing issue for you mm-hmm. then it's good that you are aware of the issue but now it's time to start putting it into practice you know, how we're going to start setting those boundaries. And this is a very reasonable boundary to start with. <laughs> this Absolutely. is not anything that's like there. I, I can't imagine that somebody can have a, a fit about that when you're taking a whole family into a home with your whole family. So yeah. we hope that that was helpful, Rebecca Katsopoulos. Mm-hmm. Um, and please let us know how everything turns out. We wish the best for your whole family as you all blend together. Um, that it is a, as peaceful and easeful situation as it possibly can be uh, with a one-year-old, a five-year-old in the space and, and a teenager. Okay. And then, and you know, the just all those humans. So, no, we, we absolutely um, we absolutely wish you all the most peaceful and easeful situation. And please let us know how everything turns out for you. We yeah. hope this was helpful. Continue to send those honesty box questions into getting grown podcast at gmail.com. We're in a new year. Um, and so, you know, but the same pandemic. So hit us up, let us know what's going on in your world. And you can do that at getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Um, shall we move on to our self care? We shall. Let's do it. I deserve. Oh, oh. Okay, so this is a few things that I've done over break to just sort of keep myself on the up and ups. I bought a new retainer. What else did I do? Yes, uh, because, you know, I think I just realized, you know, every retainers or like orthodontia, plastic surgery, those we get those things and we think they're one and done, but you got to keep it up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. um, you know, over time, your teeth shift. This isn't that. So um, just trying to keep. Uh, on board with that so i got a new retainer what else did i do you have toothpaste um, commercial teeth though no i don't you do <laughs> i had a whole list of things that i did okay so when i went to see my mom mm-hmm. 
I was nervous about keeping up with Kobisha. my workouts because I was oh. going to be away from, well, yes, Kobisha, but because I, I, I didn't feel comfortable like going to Orange Theory while I was there because, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not the safest. And uh, then um, I couldn't take my bike with me. So I was like, you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to be there. I'm going to be eating, oh. blah, 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 blah. So I bought uh, Oculus 2. Like the virtual, oh. because I saw, um, thanks to my friend Tracy May, Tracy told Tracy me, ab- May. yes, Tracy told me about this virtual reality workout app called Supernatural, and it's like you can take these really cool like workout classes, oh, virtually, um, like a virtual reality class, and it's really cool, um, and I and I got that, and that's sort of how it's sort of been folded into my little workout regime. So I've been enjoying. I've been enjoying that. So you, with this, with the, what are you seeing when you're doing these? So like, so like you get like the you're in a class with mm-hmm. a coach who's mm-hmm. like one on one, like coaching you through the movements. But like they have different classes. You can take meditation, stretching. They have like a, a, a kickboxing simulation. Mm-hmm. Then they have like flow where it's kind of like you uh, you have these bats in your hand and you have to sort of like hit hit these bats, like hit the, there's like icons flying at you and you like oh. hit them. It's like a choreographed dance, but it's like oh. you think you're just hitting, your, your object is hit all of the, the things, but in so doing, like you're dancing and doing these really cool moves to this real music, right? So like 50 Cent in the club, you just like boop, bop, 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 bop. It's, yeah. it's kind of cool. Um, I need to so get yeah. me Oculus. And then, so like you're doing that and they transport you to these really cool places. So like you go to like, you know, um, Egypt and like different beautiful tropical places like Does the Amazon rainforest. Yes, it looks like you are ri- literally there. It's like, it's not like you're p- a picture of it, but you are physically in this place where like, Anywhere you turn, you turn oh, around, crazy. you move, you, you're like walking around. It's it's kind of weird. I was talking to Bobby. Toya got one. A couple of people. Tay got one. So I, I feel like, you know, more and more people in my friends group is getting it. As Bobby hit me today and was like, girl, I did a supernatural workout, honey. It is a workout. And I said, I'm trying to tell you, Bobby Bundy. Wait. But I think it's worth it. And I really enjoy it. And so that's my Black Women Self Care. I've been working on my Supernatural app. Oh, it's a PlayStation? No, it's a virtual reality. It's actually made by Meta, the same people that do Facebook. Oh. So the Oculus 2 is the, like, game console. Oculus Quest 2. Yes. And uh, the app, you can download apps to play in there. Oh, it's like 300 bucks. Yeah. Okay. And so a bunch of us, and then actually, I'm not quite in the virtual reality all the way, like Toya. Like the people who really go, you can create a little avatar and they have like this like virtual world called the metaverse. Mm-hmm. And it's like people walking around. It's like a little city. It's like a little virtual reality city. And people like get together and be hanging out. Like Toya be going to the club in the metaverse. And I be I like, am screaming. I'm <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I just want to do these workouts in That's the rainforest. That's what I'm saying. I want to do these work. I'm going to send you. When I work out later today, I can take screenshots. I'm going to send you. Please. 
I'm going to send Please. you. But it sends you to like you be on the in the Swiss Alps and dance. How sweet it is to be loved. By Wait, do you pick your own music? You can pick. They have like different classes, and I was thinking, oh, this is about to be some corny music. No, but they got like R and B. Like I was listening to In Vogue one day. Of Wait, course, they got a little Cardi B. They got a Cardi B Meg Thee Stallion class. Yeah, um, and you be in there <laughs> like I Get mean, your boots and your coat. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. And I mean, of course, you know, they have sometimes they have like guest coaches to teach classes. Mm -hmm. More most recently in January this month, Tiffany Haddish did a few workouts and she's sort of like coaching you through. It's this face that you made I'm not doing with. (laughs) But um but yeah. So Mm -hmm. Tiffany, I mean, you know (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm just I feel ways about Tiffany Haddish. It don't have nothing to do with her getting pulled over for weed recently, even though... I did see that. And I want to know why the shade room had to do her like that. Because I was like, why would they broadcast this? Like, this is something... You know something... why? Because they're messy and they're straight <sighs> from the pit, pits of hell. <laughs> I was like, really? They're making this a big deal? You know they are. But I feel ways about Tiffany Haddish after she bullied that doctor during COVID. I was like, I don't she like that. She bullied a doctor during COVID. I, ain't I forgot that. that. When 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 How niggas was when niggas was on Clubhouse and was and needed to get off, <laughs> sorry, um, and everybody had rooms and had platforms and things and Tiffany Haddish and Jason Lee and a bunch of niggas got up in the room and they was bullying some doctor when she was spitting out COVID facts and shit to the point where the lady um like almost uh was contemplating suicide really? and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was some bullying shit and I was like. That's real fucking, I don't like that. Like, you know you got a platform, you know you got all of this, and you up here bullying this lady on this public platform, knowing niggas is sheep, and they about to jump into this stupid ass. That's like, irresponsible. It was, it was really irresponsible, and I haven't forgotten it, and so therefore, like, every time I see anything about Tiffany Haddish, besides the fact that even before that, like, I just didn't think she was funny, but it was like, I don't want you to lose, I want, you know, I want you to win, black lady. But <laughs> we're we're rooting for you. But then after that, I was we like, also want you "Oh, to you do real right. whack for that." I yes. want you to do right. But when I saw it, when she was bullying, I don't like that. I don't like bullies. I so I was like, either. "Nah, fuck you. She's that's fuck you for me. that." So Tiffany had anyway, just kidding me. That's my little this my little soapbox. Uh, my self care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to get me an Oculus. I'm about to get one. Yo, you have to. I have. No, I literally so just looked them up. I'm about it. to buy one. No, I I'm really a fan of it. I'm probably gonna do it, and I mean, I feel like it's a good workout, and I and um, it's not boring. It gives me a you know, and it's cool. Like the fact that I can take it with me everywhere I go. All I need is some Wi Fi. That's incredible and frightening. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Really, my self care is a little more analog. All maybe right. not it's not uh i've actually been so i w- i said i wanted to create routines remember i was saying that before we went on break uh-huh. and so i've been getting a little better with the bed but i've been i wanted to do better with the morning routine as well so that's made me have to go to bed earlier but i'm still trying to tighten up this nighttime routine in all honesty but in my morning routine which i'm also still trying to tighten up with breakfast and things like that before i leave I have incorporated stretching every single day and I've been doing yoga every single day and Very I've made nice. it a habit to make sure even if I can only do 15 minutes, sometimes I'm able to do 40, 
But if I can only do 15 minutes, I do at least 15, try to do 15, 30 minute stretches um, every morning. I've been using this lady's uh, page on YouTube. I got to find it. When I find it, I'll tell it to you all. Cool. It's this German lady, but she don't talk. She just makes mixes of music and the mixes be nice and flowy and they don't be aggravating and jarring and work my nerves and like she just the stretches have really been helping me to loosen up when I'm getting up in the morning because I be I'm tight tense and I'm gonna make sure that I um you know keep doing that and I eat breakfast and do all the things I need to do to make sure that I'm good during the day I love that for you thank you friend well shall we move on to our first petty peeves of the year we shall Okay, let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. All right. I'm ready to be petty, always, but especially today. So I just want y'all to know that chivalry is dead. Um, (laughs) And I'm not saying this, you know, I guess I'm having a realization. Um, I just feel like when I was younger um, or just back in the day, I just felt like there were certain things that, that were common and you could just expect them. And, mm-hmm. and these are things that are like, you know, and, and I, and I, y'all know that I don't nobody believe that women can more than me. Right. So this is not me in a mm-hmm, mm-hmm, feminist mm-hmm. bag, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I, I still feel like even though we are every woman, woman and it's all in us, <laughs> um, there were certain things that I felt like, you know, men would still offer and extend. Um, and so recently um, it's gotten worse around here, but like, you know, my Amazon packages, it seems like the mailman just, just I don't know if he's trying to get us to talk more like as a community but (laughs) constantly leaving Mm -hmm. the wrong packages at the wrong house and then we have to sort of figure out amongst ourselves how do we get our get our stuff so you know what typically happens is they'll deliver a wrong package here I'll Uh jump in the Facebook group and say hey you know, 3232, I have your package, mm-hmm. you know, let me know, blah, 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 blah. And then you work out. So that happened to me recently. Um, the A young man that lives in my complex, you know, I was delivered his package. He confirmed that he was delivered mine. So we, does he, I, I, I volunteer. I said, I'm going to bring over, I can bring over your stuff. Come pick up mine, blah, 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 blah. He said he was at the gym and he would, bring the package when he got back mm-hmm. uh, like on his on his way back so I said okay fine so I was downstairs the doorbell didn't ring and then I got a call on Facebook and he was like I was at your house I was like no sir you are not in my house and so then I I realized I'm like you know I was like he was like okay he said I'll um he was like I have to figure out you know what happened so he was, I said, what well, I've dropped yours off. I walked over, dropped yours off. I said, I'm just trying to, trying to get mine. And he was like, oh, 
Um, I said, well, where did you leave it? And then he gave the address. And I was like, but that wasn't my address. <laughs> like, that was... What the hell? Like, he, he walked my package to, to another place. Walked the package that had my address on it. Like, <laughs> it's not like oh he gosh. needed to look up. So in the correspondence on Facebook, on the package itself, my address clearly displayed. And your boy walked my package to another street across the complex. And so when we realized that that's what he did, I'm thinking, this girl done walked over here and bought my package to me. I'm going to go get the package that I dropped at the wrong place. He says, oh, okay. I realized I just brought your package to the wrong place. I'm sorry. And I'm laughing because I was waiting for the rest and it never came. <laughs> it was Ninja. raining and it was raining, Jay. And he, he offered to wait until after he came home. So now it's like 10 o'clock at night. It's raining. And you're going to send me into the complex, not really knowing where my things are. <laughs> By right, I'm about to go on a goose chase. I'm going on a wild goose chase, right? And at night, in the rain, by myself, and you didn't even say, let me meet you halfway. Let me, you know, let me help you find it. He was just like, no, nothing, nothing. Oh, my God. And I was just like, wow, I just, I just don't feel like I'm old enough to be saying this, but I just remember when, just off the strength of, like, you know, being a guy like like i just also also as a human this is what i'm saying you you're not the initial fuck up the delivery man is but then i made sure you got your shit you're not gonna make sure as a decent human being that i get my shit to especially when you took my shit to another place that <laughs> I could have originally just come to your crib and got it myself then. That's what I'm saying. And I was like, you know, I was thinking, okay, I I didn't knock on his door or nothing. I literally left his package and then I sent him a message saying, your package is outside because I'm thinking it's COVID. We don't have to like dap or nothing. Like just... Again, like, not enough sense to be ashamed because you're not even ashamed that you're sending me out at 10 p.m. in the rain like, to a wow, place that you dropped wow, my package. Wow, wow. I was like, wow, this is where we are? Like, as a people? Like, yeah. this yeah. is where we are? You just He's gonna dumb. send me... And was this correspondence in a private chat on y'all's Facebook group? Yeah, well, or so like, it was people? A, well, eventually, when he... Eventually, he moved to Facebook Messenger. So we started okay. off like in the larger Facebook group, but I, I guess he found found my profile and sent me a message, which I wasn't mad at because it was like, mm-hmm. okay, we're clearly, you know, everybody don't need to know the details of how we go and make this exchange. Right. Um, but no, when he definitely, we, we were definitely in a private chat when he hit me with the, oh, wow, I took, I, I messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> so go get it. And that's all like, like, he really not going to get it. I was, I literally stood in the middle of the floor looking at the phone like, wow. I'm waiting for him to say, oh, let me just go scoop it. You know, or like, you know, let me just, 
Yo, I'm so irritated. I was like, wow, what I'm a time so irritated to be alive. For you. I'm what so irritated for what you. What a time to be alive, right? Oh, man. Well, what's so interesting is I didn't have a petty peeve. And then as soon as I thought of one, <laughs> you said yours. And it's actually, it's not the same. Okay. But it also has to do with the delivery men. Okay. Delivery people. Marking packages delivered before they've been oh, delivered. Oh, man, that's a thing. That's a thing. Because then what you've done is you've I've I, here I am Hope's getting I'm getting mad. I was getting ready to leave a scathing <laughs> note in the elevator of my building. I don't know which one of you raggedy ass niggas stole, <laughs> stole my, my motherfucking <laughs> cat food, but I hope you enjoy eating it, you stupid bitch. Thank God I didn't put the note up. I was in the middle of writing it out. I called Chewy and I'm like, yo, somebody, somebody took my cat box. The shit said it was delivered. I never got it. This is not a recurring thing. Like I usually get my mm -hmm. shit. I'm on an auto thing. And they're like, so sorry, we'll send you another one. Should you happen to get the box, feel free to give us a call back. Y'all know I'm not going to do that, especially oh. since you all hike your fucking prices up. This oh, is reparations. Jay, you but, shouldn't have said it. <laughs> what? Okay. What they going to do? They going to fire me? Bye-bye. <laughs> they going to fire me and charge me for 12 oh cans of cat food? Bill Fuck her. Right Bill her but twice for the month of January. This is all because the nigga did not... He marked my shit as delivered a full day. That's happened to me before as well. Before, and this has happened multiple times with several things, not with that those those orders, but like with different clothing things and things like that. That's or I'm like, y'all got to send a replacement because somebody clearly stole my shit and it's not stolen. I mean, you just be so fired up, mad, and ready to, because somebody, yes. you just be accusing people of things that they did not do. Because I sure was about to accuse everybody in this building. <laughs> I mean, how dare you steal my things? You're thieves. You fucking thieves. You dirty you, cat food. Because the box says chewy. But I, I digress. I don't know why that's a thing. I don't know what that's about. Like, is there, I don't are either. there any delivery persons that listen to getting grown that might illuminate this? Because I'm doesn't that confuse you and your own this organization? Because I'm, I'm just like. I'm like, what is it? Which one is it? Like, who left work early to get a haircut and needed to say that my package was delivered so that you could do that? Right. <laughs> or it's but still not, kept like, the package and said, I'm going to bring it back the I'm next like, day. And I'm like, as a delivery person, don't you know that we are getting minute-by-minute minute updates on the status of our packages? And so I know exactly when you said it was delivered. And I'm looking on my porch in my mailbox. If it's not there, I'm ready to raise hell. Girl, what are we talking about? Do you want to hear the most okie doke of delivery stories ever? My mother called. I, was, I couldn't even believe this happened. So she was ordering paper towels, but she got them through Amazon. The FedEx driver who was supposed to deliver her package decided that she was done for the day. And didn't deliver the package. She then called out the next day, but somehow made notice. My mom got notice that the lady had her package. The lady, the FedEx lady. Called out. The FedEx lady took my mom's stuff home. No. And made contact with her. I swear to God. Made no. contact with her. And told her, I got your stuff. No. And I'm going to bring it to you when I'm back on the no, clock. I that, swear. That's not how any of this works. 
Sharon. What are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, I'm off the clock now, but I'm going to bring it to you when I'm back on the clock. And my mother's like, no. No, that's not how this works, Colleen. That is not how this goes. I don't know what you're talking about, okay? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got to ask her the details again of how this lady ended up contacting her. But just know that this lady absolutely contacted my mother off the clock and said, I'm off the clock, but when I get back on, I'm going to bring you your stuff. I got it in my car. <laughs> not in my car. <laughs> oh, it's dope. Because, <laughs> I mean, why did you take it with you, Nadine? What are you talking why? about? Why, Nadine? <laughs> why, Nadine? Oh, my God. That happened a few months ago. I forgot oh, I to wanted to say this, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I'm done. This, uh, listen, let me tell y'all. Don't get out here. I wanted to tell y'all this because I don't want y'all to get got. You know, this Amazon Prime scams, the callers are getting uh, intense, okay? And I don't uh, want you, I want you to be hip because they are catching the girls that's slipping. And I don't want none of y'all to be slipping because I said, y'all got to be kidding me. Y'all think I'm dumb. The Amazon, Amazon doesn't people, call you. This is what I'm saying. These people call me, talk about somebody is trying to buy an iPhone 11 on your account. I get the emails. <laughs> It says somebody's trying to buy an iPhone 11 on your account and it's, they we put a hold for $1,500 on your account, but it's suspicious. Um, So we need to talk to you. And I'm like, Amazon don't call. So I didn't. Mm -hmm. But they kept calling. And so I asked them, I was like, what do you, what is it? What, <laughs> what? And they were like, we need you to go to this website and to download this, this thing so that we can access. I said, you got to be out your mind so i'm you. like i indulge him i'm like what's the website it's like uh weebly.com weebly.amazon i said amazon <laughs> why would amazon need a weebly website weebly <laughs> y'all are so disrespectful child talk about you and i said what iphone 11 I've, I've gotten those 11. emails and it's always an iPhone and it wants you to click the link. Your Somebody has I ordered an iPhone, yes. whatever, 13 on your account. Click this link because we. I'm not clicking that link. Then I got one. Let me tell you how the girls are really because this was somebody clearly doing this. I don't know what they're doing with Cash App, but somebody from an account that I, I worked with this organization back in the day who feeds... Um, who feeds those who don't have homes. And so they, um, so that organization, I've worked with them. We follow each other, all that. They messaged me on Instagram mm -hmm. and they were like, we're doing a giveaway and we're sending you a thousand dollars via cash app. And they are an organization that gives away, but I'm like, no, you all make meal. Like I made meals with you all. And so I indulged for a second. They said, what's your cash up? I said, everything, everything that is under one name. And they were like, okay, we're going to send you a link. We need you to click this link. And then we're going to send you. And I was like, go give it to somebody who needs it. So what they did. So what I did was I actually DM'd the owner of the organization on her personal page and I was like, you should go to your organization's page because somebody has gotten through and they're sending out 
cash app things, but it's actually somebody typing this out because they messaged me back immediately when I messaged them. Oh. And um and I was like, and they're they're scamming people through your account. And she was like, I'm, Can you please report it? I had another friend that got like her cash app got hacked. They hit her on Instagram and told her that she won some sort of contest. Mm-hmm. And when yep. she gave them her cash app information, they like hacked into her mm-hmm. account. What I do is with my cash app, because I don't ever trust any of that stuff, I um take my card. I I unlink my card mm-hmm. from Cash App. So if like I and I don't get a lot of Cash Apps and stuff like that, but if I so happen to get most of the shit sits in the I don't Cash think I App. Have a card. Yeah, I don't think I have a card associated with Mm-mm. it. And then that way if I send somebody a Cash App, it's usually off whatever money somebody sent me that's mm-hmm. sitting in there. But I don't link my card to it or let it stay link to it because I'm like, no, you can send this through so many other facets you don't need to send it through cash app yeah but yeah give be beware listeners of those contests and giveaways that people are using with cash app because they're definitely scamming through the through the girl i was like y'all got me i said i know amazon got more money than the weebly account are y'all the weebly <laughs> that's like them telling you to click on the link you need to click on godaddy and it was like, amazon.com it was like what what i said nah y'all wildin'. and then he was like you gotta go to this it was like go to the fourth link down and click this link and i'm like not this is no. by where y'all are kidding me and then i googled it i googled it and, and i was like you know i put the website in and was like amazon scam and sure enough, all these things popped up. The lady was like, they hacked into my account and took like $13,000. I said, oh, hell no. I want to know who these people are, though, because it's so many of them. Son, they call me. Like, and every who the fuck call, are you working for? Number, but they call uh-huh. me like seven or eight times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, they not about to get me. They've never called. If they called me, then it came under that damn scam likely. <laughs> and I didn't answer. <laughs> I was like, nah. And then when I hung up after after he, uh, you know, walked me through the website, and I hung up, he called back like twelve times. I'm like, no, we didn't get disconnected. I found you out. Get away from me. Did you see the video of the lady who takes her phone and she talks to them? Yes, and and then then she put on the bed, put the pot, (laughs) and banged on the pot. That's what you need to do next time. That's what I need to do next time. Oh, let me do that with the scam likelies. That'll be fun. You ain't never lied. That sounds like a good Like, have you ever heard of Caraway? (laughs) (laughs) It was like, click the link. Okay, click the link. Or some people be putting their babies on the phone and they let their babies (laughs) just talk to the people. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... That is our first episode of the year. My friend Rayma said that she speaks in tongues. Her mom just starts speaking in tongues. Oh, glory to his name. Yes. And I said, I'm going to work on that. That sounds like fun. I'm going to do the pot. You do the speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues. Together, let's terrorize these niggas. I mean, because that's what they deserve. Thank y'all for listening to Getting Grown. Thank you for letting us terrorize you <laughs> for yet we another week. a wonderful time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make we'll... sure you subscribe to the Patreon. Absolutely. We got new content coming for the new year. For we took a sure. time off. And you know, holiday time got in the way, but we got new content coming for the new year and more interviews and 
thank you to our wonderful guests mm-hmm. so much. Make sure you all click the link in the description box for, for the link to his book. Support. And all of that support our black people who are out here doing things to try to enrich and lift us. And sis, tell them the last couple things to do. Absolutely. You want to always be sure that you are minding your business, yours. You are minding your business, the business that belongs to you. Okay. You want to do that. That's how you keep your mind wet, moisturized. Then you want to moisturize your insides by drinking plenty of the Lord's water. All right. You want to make sure you're getting adequate amounts of that because hydration is essential to not being out here looking like an Olsen twin. All right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Finally, you want to moisturize your skin because as we are in the bowels of the wintry months, okay, your black will absolutely crack Mm. if it's dry. Okay? Mm. And freeze burn. Freezer burned. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terrible. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.